Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marcus Marks. And we're back for episode 21. Uh, you know, we were originally going to do the Indiana Jones series, but uh, some scheduling issues came up and we didn't really have time to get into a whole new franchise. So we thought we'd do a, a failed franchise, <sighs> a failed franchise starter, a movie intended to launch a big cinematic universe and instead just flopped like a severed penis on the ground. We're talking about Batman versus Superman. Benjamin like pointed a gun at my head and dragged me to this movie. Just want to put that out there right now. <laughs> now you know my pain. Dawn of Justice. Uh, if you like this movie, apologies in advance. We're going to do nothing but shit on it. There's going to be spoilers. There's going to be spoilers. There, there, there's no this, way you can spoil a movie this, this bad. orgy of garbage. What's funny is that you're a much bigger Batman and Superman fan than I am. I'm a fan of life, and this movie sucked it out of me. Oh. I was always more of a Marvel guy. You're the DC guy. Uh, I mean, seriously, Marco will never shut up about Batman, and and this movie is so bad he didn't even want to see it. That's right. <laughs> directed by. That's right. <laughs> directed by Zack Snyder, inflicted on us by Zack Snyder, master of the DC cinematic murderverse. Uh, written by Chris Terrio and David Goyer. Chris Terrio, friend of Ben. Turns out, not our savior. Argo fob, yeah. Uh, Good God. So, uh, do you you have an opening statement? Yeah, so, apologies, folks. This won't be big on eloquence or coherence. I have a lot of just random (laughs) thoughts I want to throw out, and we can pick up on them going forward. But, excuse me, this is the most depressing of all cynical cash grabs ever. I love that the title of the A.O. Scott review is Batman versus Superman versus fun. <laughs> uh, Zack Snyder finally did what Lex Luthor, Doomsday, John Peters, Andrew Kevin Walker, Wolfgang Peterson, Akiva Goldsman couldn't do. He killed Superman. And I don't just mean the character in the story on screen. Zack Snyder is quite literally the supervillain of the DC Universe. This is the cinematic representation of the anti-life equation. Maybe I mean, you just didn't get it. Yeah, maybe. Zack Snyder makes Michael Bay look like Ingmar Bergman. Um, the fucking duct tape Batman here. Uh, I like that that introducing a massive storied character into the point that he's he's the frontal piece of the title. Like you really do have to bring whatever minute scraps of comic book lore from the movies you already know. They don't explain a whole lot. You would never know that Alfred was maybe ever a butler in the comics. Well, um, they they want you to bring all your your knowledge and baggage of the characters. Baggage. But th- but then be like, oh, but we're doing a different take on them, and you need to accept it. Yeah, yeah. And that take is that we're just going to bend over and fist you. Um, there's so much like sleazy machismo forced into this. It's like a, a script for like 100 Entourage movies were splintered into the comic book multiverse. I always liked the idea of Batman because he's like the embodiment of potentially owning your trauma and your fear, using it as a force for good, not being a stone-cold psychopath who kills people willy-nilly because of your whiny dead mommy issues, and then branding them. Um, also, want to especially sing about how much I now dislike Larry Fong, the cinematographer who's done a bunch of movies of Snyder, because this is washed-out garbage a third of the time. Well, you know, this is what I don't understand about the people who love this movie. They're like, oh, the visuals are amazing. It's like, no, they weren't. They looked like fucking garbage. Uh, everything looks brown and blurry and dirty there are spectacular visuals if you're in a coma maybe 
Uh, the other third is a, it's a bloated, uninteresting CGI mess. It's like he smeared poop over the camera lens before shooting. And the last third is just simple scenes that are in the dumbest possible slow motion ever. <laughs> uh, I found my Birdman featuring Michael Keaton to be a much more entertaining and psychologically true treatise on neurosis and superheroics and ego. I am utterly fucking horrified about the R-rated version of this movie, and I kind of imagine it's just Zack Snyder as the Joker doing horrible things to my beloved Jenna Malone. Because <laughs> that's where they've imprisoned her in this movie that could not hate women more. Uh, someone will try to compare this to Captain America Civil War, and that's going to be a real shame for humanity. Because um, it's not even that they're different movie properties or film companies or comic book companies. They're not even in the same universe. Uh, my headcanon... Uh, right off the bat is this is from a screenwriter who's probably waiting on the birth of his first child and really, really wants to cheat on his wife while he's at it and maybe fight a hobo. Uh, and in summary, thank you for listening. Uh, this is a movie that held my childhood heroes hostage by pointing a gun at their head and giving me nonstop monologues about power that carried no thematic or psychological weight and then kicked me in the dick relentlessly for two and a half hours and told me there's plenty more where that came from. Oh, this is wonderful. You know, it's rare that we get uh, Marco all hot and bothered on the Unhinged. podcast. It's, it's usually me. I'm usually the one who talks forever. <laughs> I feel like if I met Zack Snyder on the street, I would headbutt him to death. <sighs> all right. Well, my opening statement's a little more simple. Uh, this is one of the worst comic book movies ever made. It is baffling to me that a studio spent like $400 million making and marketing this piece of shit. I mean, the entire construction of the story is it's so lazy and half-assed. Yeah. Like, there's these huge, massive chunks of the movie that don't have any impact on the story at all. Like, you could cut them, and you would not miss a thing. Uh, Batman is like a murderous psycho. Superman's just like this grim dick who barely even talks in the whole movie. Like, I thought it was funny. Like, somebody on Reddit, I've been, I'd been saying this for a while, but somebody on Reddit finally counted, and it's like, he says like 400 total words in the movie or something <laughs> like that. Like. He has like 40 lines. Honestly, you could tell me that uh, uh, Henry Cavill didn't do any new dialogue or, mm -hmm. sh or footage for this movie and they just CGI'd him in and I believe it. Yeah, I mean, somehow Warner Brothers has decided that like Zack Snyder and his like incredibly ugly like Randian view of superheroes, like this is the vision they want to go with for their new massive franchise. Oh, and yeah. so if you're like an edgy 14 year old boy, like this movie is for you. If you're anyone else, sorry. I awarded God. this movie no points, and we were all dumber for its existence. God, this movie. People should be losing jobs left and right because of this movie. I can't believe they're going to let him direct another one. Like, he Two failed more. once with Man of Steel, and they're like, ah, we'll give him another chance with Batman versus Superman. He can't fuck that up, right? No. And now this they're going to let him do Justice League. It's like, what? What does it take to get fired at Warner Brothers? It's like a weaponized fuck you aimed at the audience when they even deal with the issues from Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that they use Anderson Cooper as a literal mouthpiece to to hand wave away some of your complaints so that you can't make them. Uh, a lot of uh, like journalists selling themselves out to be in this movie, embarrassing themselves. Like Soldat O'Brien, <sighs> Anderson Cooper. Neil deGrasse Tyson, what does he do in this movie? Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's talk about our top three moments. <laughs> any any honorable mentions? Yeah, I have an honorable mention. Uh, oh, my ahead. number four is Clark hallucinating the story of his pa, Kevin Costner, 
Who oh, that was kind of the line. He's just piling up rocks at the North Pole or the South Pole or wherever the fuck. And he talks about the time that he saved the farm from a flood by ensuring that another farm was washed away. And that the only thing that silences that anguish of like drowning horses is how much he loves Diane Lane. Can I do a reenactment? Please, God. It's just like, hey, Clark, I was just here piling some rocks on a mountaintop. Let me tell you about the time there was a flood. And me and my daddy worked real hard to burn the flow of the river and washed away some other farm. I still have nightmares about the drowning of those horses, but uh, then I met your mom. Everything's fine. Good talk. Miss you too, Dad. Mm-hmm. It's it's not quite the Silence of the Lambs speech, but uh, yeah. <sighs> so uh, I guess my honorable mention then is uh, Superman cracks his only smile in the movie right before like murdering a dude <laughs> at the beginning. Smushing his head through a wall for <laughs> Lois Lane. It's like I could have just stopped this guy. No, Instead, I, I like splattered his body through five different concrete walls. Well, it's funny. That's the it's, only time he smiles in the whole movie. Let's pick that apart real quick, so we don't forget that they're implying that he's been framed by Lex's like like black oh, I'll, I'll troops. Get there. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. But it's like ah, this movie hate it. <laughs> Did you like the part it? where Batman floated uh, or young Bruce Wayne? Like you the know bats what? It's, made him float. It's, it's not in my honorable mentions because it's so. Gross. Oh, God. And that's like that's like six minutes in. Or maybe it's 20 minutes in because of all the fucking slow motion. I don't mm. know. But yeah, Batman... They literally rip off the scene from Batman Begins where he falls down the well or whatever. And then, yeah, the, the bats levitate him. God damn it. Okay, so what's your number three? No, this super stupid bath scene. I don't know why. <laughs> we need to get Amy Adams or Lois Lane nude in a superhero comic book, but they sure as shit tried. And then Clark climbs in of her fully clothed Echoing the scene. Fuck your neighbors. Yeah. Echoing the scene where they'll retrieve the spear later. Basically just to show that when it comes to Lois Lane, who is his world, Clark Kent is a fucking moron. Like, did did we really need, like, almost naked Lois Lane? Like, nope. like cleverly hiding her nipples and all these different shots? Like, what was the point of that? She's just like, hmm, this bullet is a clue. I will strip down naked, take a bath, and examine it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That checks out to a real action a human would do. Yeah. Uh, so my number three was the 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 good talk with Pac Kent there, who like I think if you if your head can is that Kevin Costner's character is actually uh Mr. Brooks. You remember that movie? It's <laughs> yeah. like a serial killer character. Yeah. That makes sense. Like if if Pac Kent was actually a serial murderer, <laughs> it explains a whole fucking lot about uh, the Superman we get in these movies. You know, I I feel like William Hurt would have been in it to make this the sequel to that, but he was already in Civil War. Yeah. Laughing and laughing. <laughs> Cash and checks. Uh, so what's your number two? When Jesse Eisenberg shoves that Jolly Rancher in the senator's mouth. <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's Cherry. Here. Open your fucking mouth. Make this real weird. And I'm going to lick my fingers. I mean, product placement is great and all, but you'd think that Jolly Rancher Corps would be like, um, no, please don't. Well, whose idea was it that, like, the the three most memorable things about Lex Luthor we want you to take from this movie are like number one a stupid laugh number two Jolly Ranchers and number three jar of piss yeah like they're like yeah hey, that's what we wait. want you to take away from this character don't spoil my number one okay okay uh, my number two is when Wonder Woman shows up it is the, like for like a tiny tiny brief little moment the only time the movie appears to be having any fun at all. That weird riff on the on the soundtrack. But never mind the awful soundtrack. It just like her getting to show up. Like she smiles a little. Uh, she fights. It's like just this b- tiny little moment. Where you're like, hey, 
at least that wasn't horrible. She seems to be Wonder Woman-ish in character. You know, she's not murdering anyone. I Okay, headcanon number two. Uh, fuck the hobo Flash. This is Wonder Woman from, like, a potentially great sequel in the future. Coming back in time and trying to save this movie, but failing. You mean the Flash? Well, no, no, no. I mean, obviously Hobo Flash shows up. Well, how like, is Wonder Woman coming back? In the because future? it seems like she's a character from a much better movie hmm. who's like crash landed into this piece of shit. And she's going to try to have fun. She's going to try to save it. She's going to try to have cool lines. Uh, unfortunately, she's still stuck with uh, Batfleck and Henry Cavill in the Murderverse. What's your number one? Granny's Peach Piss. Poor Peach Tea. Poor Holly Hunter. We should really start a relief fund for her and Diane Lane for being survivors of this movie. This is not a necessary scene. It that goes on for like two scene. minutes. It so. is the weirdest acting reaction to something stupid ever. Also, it doesn't frame Superman for the crime. Batman sees right through it right away. It's not being Superman's fault. There's it's, no... Geez. I just had a loss for words. She's I mean, giving this like rambling like Superman, you know, and like that Holly yeah. Hunter voice, you know, yeah, yeah. like we never stop to ask what Superman should do. And she's going on and on. And then she sees there's a fucking jar of piss <coughs> that's been yeah. set somehow on her on her desk. And she just starts to stutter and stop. And it's like for like two minutes, it's like cut to Holly Hunter's confused face, cut to the jar of piss, mm-hmm. cut to Superman. Mm-hmm. Cut to Holly Hunter. Cut to the jar of piss. Cut to the empty Lex Luthor seat. Yeah. Cut to Holly Hunter. Cut to the jar of piss. Cut to Scoot McNary. And it's like, oh my god, this just keeps going on and on and on. Like I said, he's it's it's almost Michael Bayian. Um Also, as if Lex Luthor didn't hate women enough, he blows up his own assistant for no damn reason. Yeah, poor Tao Akimoto. She had like a nice lead role in the Wolverine movie, and then she gets like one line in this movie, and just like gets blown up. For no, no reason at all. The uh, the wardrobe and some of the angles really makes her look like freakishly tall. In places. She is pretty tall. Yeah. I'm sure she's not like abnormally tall in real life. But in the movie at certain points I was like, ooh. Um, God, what's your number one? Uh, when it ended. <laughs> she's 5'10", by the way. Uh, yeah, when it ended. That was my number one moment because then I could leave. Uh, the last 40 minutes of this movie feels like somebody is just bludgeoning you in the head. Loudly. Mm-hmm. Excessively loudly. I mean, it's just Lots straight. Of drums. Uncanned noise. You know, and it's funny is that for for maybe 10 seconds, like there's the one riff that Hans Zimmer did on the score for Man of Steel. And that's literally the only thing I like from that movie. Um, and you get a little bit of it in this and then it doesn't come back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the rest of the music is really not exceptional at all. Well, they managed to make the Superman riff seem ominous. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Well, there was a bit towards the end, too, when I thought that they were going to, like, break out and, like, rape the John Williams score. And I was just, like, <laughs> pre-weeping. Well, it's like you hear the, the Superman chords. It's like, dun, dun. But it's it's played like, oh, shit, Superman's here. Everybody run. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh all right, so uh, any complaints? Uh, <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> Everything? I, mean, I think our complaints and our general discussion can be mixed together, because they are one and the same. <laughs> I don't know if you maybe caught the, the gist of our top three scenes there. They weren't exactly singing its praises. Well, let's start right at the beginning. Only Zack Snyder would make the gunshot that kills Bruce Wayne's mom 
appear phallic and sexual. Yeah, like orgasmic. Like a release of literal pearls flying, yeah. Also, I'm not a I'm not a Walking Dead fan per se. I imagine it's weird for fans of that show though to see Maggie and Negan as Bruce Wayne's parents. Also, I don't like that that dude. Uh, what's his name? Who's in Jeffrey everything? Dean Morgan. Yeah, who's in, like who's the comedian and Watchman. Not a huge uh, fan. Not a huge fan. And we, the sad we thing really is, really needed to see Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered again. Yeah, seriously. And the then sad thing flashback is, flashback to it later. Him. They wanted him as Batman, and I feel like he probably makes a lot more sense as the Zack Snyder Batman. Sure. Yeah. I don't. Know, who knows? The Frank Miller Batman too. The opening monologue is so dumb that I think I need to read it in Toby voice. If you dare. Let me go find it. Hold on. I'm an absolute. (laughs) There was a time above, a time before. There were perfect things, diamond absolutes. But things fall, things on earth. And what falls is fallen. In the dream it took me to the light, a beautiful lie. Life of the I think party. they think that that's deep. That is garbage. Things at what falls is fallen. Who wrote that? A beautiful lie. Like I, I think they thought that like, ooh, what an artistic way to open the movie. It's all the slow motion of like parents getting murdered and funerals, and we'll read this tone poem. It's like that is garbage. That's hot garbage. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the fucking flashback dream of the bats of Bruce up into light. <sighs> And there's this thing with the, it's like, let's see the uh, Man of Steel, like, final fight scene from Bruce Wayne's perspective. It turns out Bruce Wayne hates that movie as much as the rest of us. Oh, it's like, it's all this, like, really blatant 9-11 imagery that I don't think the movie in any way earns. It it just, it's kind of, like, naggingly offensive. Because there's this thing, like, this shot of Bruce Wayne, like, running into the dust cloud. You know, it's like it could not be more directly referencing 9-11. And it's using that reference to be like, look how brave Bruce Wayne is. He runs into the dust cloud. And I don't know. It's like, I'm not even from New York, but it's kind of like, hey, fuck you. You yeah. know, like, it's, comfortable. sorry, no, you, you don't get to do that in a fucking Batman versus Superman movie. Which is kind of funny that that this movie, I feel like, is vastly more insulting on that that terrain than even like the original Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Um, the most nitpickiest nitpick. Bruce Wayne seems really obsessed with that employee of his, Joe, uh, getting him and getting him and the rest of the Wayne Enterprises folks out of that building. But I actually don't feel any sympathy at all for Joe because he should have known a long time before then to get the fuck out of the building. Well, do you need Bruce Wayne to call you to tell you to evacuate? Seriously. Like, oh, I guess that's what I should be doing. Does he have to like chop her over there and like 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 commandeer a car? Oh, what's with Bruce Wayne's like weird little Jeep thing he's driving? It like it feels like you're watching a car commercial for it, a while. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like cruising around, like you know, careening through the streets in New York in his like Land Rover or whatever this is. He might as well have. It has sirens on it. He might as well have parachuted out of his like Turkish Airlines commercial for this movie. Mm-hmm. Which why the fuck is Bruce Wayne doing a Turkish Airlines commercial? Um, also, the little girl who was I thought really good as young Lisa in the Steve Jobs movie has a small part in this scene as a character. I, I was like, okay, she's not bad. And then I looked at IMDb. Her character's name is Sage. <laughs> and thank god thank god that they have in the stand right next to where the fallen wayne tower sign was mm-hmm. otherwise we wouldn't have gotten that juicy shot also that newspaper later on 
says that only dozens were killed when the Wayne Tower came crashing down. I find that hard to believe. Well, and this whole opening is like a really lazy retcon to justify all the like the wanton destruction in the last Superman movie. Yeah. They're like, no, no, it's, it's all planned. It's like, no, it wasn't. <sighs> we, we all know you you didn't think anyone would react negatively to all the destruction. And now, like, after the fact, you're like, oh, uh, sure. Yeah, this is all part of a massive plan. Yeah. And then we get, uh, like, the random, like, scene where, like, these divers in the Indian Ocean are, like, recovering kryptonite. It's so dumb. Like, just such padding. That's incredible padding. Well, it's dumb because there's, like, this weird, like, white-haired dude who, like, he's just there inspecting the local wares. And then he just sees these two kids, like, dragging something in a tarp. Something bigger, yeah. He doesn't know what it is, but, like, somehow he, like, senses, like, oh, this is important. He's, like, shoving people out of the way to get to it. And it's, like, that could be anything. That could just be, like, some fish they caught. Yeah. But, no, of course, it's kryptonite. And for some reason, this kryptonite is going to, like, take up a ton of plot time in the movie. Just getting this one piece. Any any Batman Superman thing. Unnecessary, because you don't need to lift the restrictions or whatever. He can smuggle it in on his own. Well, he but, does uh, anyway. The whole stupid import license business. Yeah, he's going to smuggle it on his own. So there's no point to even have that storyline about the import mm-hmm. license. But I, I like that the heavy handedness of let's get the palest white guy we can possibly <laughs> get to like just pose against these very tan natives. Mm-hmm. Well, if if they knew that there was kryptonite available in like the broken world engine out in the Indian Ocean. Doesn't Lex Luthor have the resources to just like, go like send a ship out there to strip mine it? Yeah. Like, do we really need all this convoluted plot mechanics to get this one stupid piece of kryptonite like loaded onto a boat and then smuggled into the docks? Yeah. Couldn't have FedEx it. It's not that big. So she says it seems like Batman knows how to weaponize it better than mm-hmm. Lex Luthor does. Well, you well, know, I uh, I did some minor research, a couple of what I already knew. Uh, I don't know where I want to fully fall on Henry Cavill's portrayal of Superman. I don't think it's the worst by any means. I don't think he's the... What would the be worst? worst? But, you know, I, I laugh because of all the the kind of negativity that Brandon Ralph got, you know, for his one movie. But then I was reading back, they literally tried to get Josh Hartnett. They tried to give him oh, $100 million dollars for three movies. What What would you say is a worse portrayal of Superman than this one? Well, I feel like i watched this and i would say i'd much rather see the nick cage version um i don't think i don't think henry cavill is is the fault necessarily i mean I think right, yeah i don't i don't necessarily blame him personally but like as as an oh, on-screen yeah, yeah. portrayal I of mean, superman as conceived yeah mm-hmm. this is this is a nightmare come to life um although it's funny i used to think that dave chappelle had the greatest like parodying a white guy voice henry cavill's like clark kent voice is the whitest thing ever <laughs> Well, Perry, I really ought to think that, uh, you know, Civil Liberties and the Batman of Gotham. <laughs> this isn't 1938 anymore, Clark. Yeah. Well, first of all, Perry, I mean, I love you, Lawrence Fishburne, but I think that the readers would absolutely love to read articles shitting on the Batman. Oh, no, you got to follow that football story. I, uh, Just football. I honestly feel like since for some reason now Gotham is literally across a small body of water from Metropolis, I envision like a Springfield Shelbyville thing. I envision like a Seattle Tacoma thing. You know what I mean? I really wanted I wanted Batman to be like, you're from Metropolis? And Superman's like, yes, I am. And he's like, I'll talk slower. <laughs> Fuck you. Bruce or, or Clark Kent, like, what? He's a reporter, but he's getting assigned to football for some reason. Like, is he on the sports beat? Why? It's, like, it's, it's just random. It's whatever we feel like today. 
you, you're on the obits. Oh, just kidding. We do it. I mean, you kind of have to file like the game story, like, you know, pretty soon after the game or else it's kind of pointless. Nope, you've got days. Mm -hmm. That's why newspapers are failing. <laughs> well, let me give you some real journalism here. I'm going to give you Lois Lane's interview where she starts off her interview with this like warlord person yeah. by saying, are you a terrorist? Not even hello. It's the first thing she says. Are you a terrorist? And he's like, they did not tell me the interview was with a lady. And she's like, I'm not a lady. I'm a journalist. And just everybody in the theater face palms at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's funny is that at least Lois and Superman Returns had a Pulitzer. And mm -hmm. I, maybe she earned it. I don't know. I don't feel like Amy Adams Lois Lane earned it. Poor, really poor Amy Adams in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because she's usually pretty great. And this is a nightmare come to life. The movie invents the worst possible justification to even have her in the movie. Yeah. And she has a massive plot well, line that has no impact on the main story. She's what Superman's utterly fixated on to the point where she's his weakness. I mean, that's what they've reduced her to. Did you catch the uh, the little Easter egg that Zack Snyder threw in? Uh, his fun little Easter egg with Jimmy Olsen? Yeah, where he's a CIA agent who gets, like, killed. <laughs> it's just like, hey, fans, here's an Easter egg for your favorite character, Jimmy Olsen. We shot him in the head. Yeah. And how do you, I mean, if Lois Lane is that's that good. That's a fun Easter egg. If Lois Lane is that good, how does she not, I don't know, root out that the CIA is using her? Well, Superman's just like, yeah, fuck that Jimmy Olsen guy. Well, save you, Lois. Yeah. And then, so a bunch of people get murdered in the desert with machine guns. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the U.S. government thinks Superman did it. I, I, so when they, when they cut to the, the poor woman having to testify at the bizarre Senate hearing about that. I just assumed that they literally meant that he went and just like stomped on a bunch of people afterwards, you know, as, as like a like a murdergasm payback for harming a hair on Lois's head. Because it's no way you would think like it's not like Superman's picking up guns and just blasting people. But they didn't show that, so yeah. like you're you're just left to wonder what what exactly is the controversy here? Must have been another one of those many things I just didn't get. I either he went and killed a bunch of people, or he didn't. You know, I mean, so, you know, who are, are these dead bodies? Were they shot? Were they like, they have a bunch of broken bones? It seems like he could figure that out pretty easily. And the movie just wants to hand wave that whole plot point in there without yeah. explaining it at all. I mean, the poor girl's just like, he reduced my whole village to stains. Mm -hmm. See this bucket? That's my grandfather. Oh, yeah. There's like, they have to bring in, it's like, oh, she's just a simple villager. And she's like, Superman does not answer to God. And it's like, oh, fuck off. Oh, then Holly Hunter's like, just let the record show we hold him responsible. Let the record show or hold him responsible. Um, Holly Hunter's Hunter. voice. Holly Hunter's voice, and it's a it's a crime that she doesn't get to do scenes of Jeremy Irons. <laughs> As I would love to hear his Boris Karloff voice, just aimed right at her Kentucky piss twang. I like how it's like raining constantly in the Snyderverse. Like, even when he just goes to see Lois, it's, like, raining Oh, outside. was that rain, or is that just my tears as a mm -hmm. viewer? <laughs> okay, so, so should we crack open this egg on, on Jesse Eisenberg? Oh, my God. I, I just, I don't even know. First, one brief comment. I, I found there's, like, this, uh, there's this whole scene where the cops come and, like, find, like, a bunch of, like, imprisoned sex workers, because that's the kind of movie this is. Yeah. Uh, like, Batman's hiding there the visual aesthetic Zack Snyder's going for, he does this thing, he does it throughout the movie where it's like, here's a blurry shot. And then slowly it comes into focus. Mm -hmm. That's like his, like his little move. 
I hate it. I can't stand it. It's so ugly. I don't understand why people like this visual style. It's it's I think it's supposed to mimic that kind of feeling when you're watching something through like your fingers on your hand over your face. Yeah. Only it's it's, it's I mean he's going for he's like you. discovery or whatever, but like it's just it's a really annoying way and he does it throughout the movie. It's constant like blurry blurry oh now it's coming into focus. Batman branding people for murder in jail. I don't know why people would murder like it seems like Batman probably catches a lot of people and brands them. So well, why would they get murdered in jail? That doesn't make well, a ton of sense. Well, it seems like the branding is a relatively new thing in his now 20-year career. I kind of like that. That's in, when in, it starts. In Dark Knight Returns, where it's like, yeah, Batman's knee is fucked up just mm-hmm. after, you know. Dark, a you mean uh, Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. It's, it's kind of like fucked up after a, like a couple years of doing this. Um, I just don't think you could last for 20 years jumping it, from rooftops. And, would you say it turns good men cruel? Absolutely. <sighs> shirtless Clark Kent like cooking some eggs like oh what's this on the news well, oh, and they, that Batman they, seems like a bad guy continuing from the many many missteps there's so many missteps in this universe that it feels like a tango but like continuing from the many missteps of Man of Steel like what made the movies kind of interesting one of the many things originally was the whole romance between Clark and Lois and like that love triangle between her and him and Superman. Yeah, and fuck that. Zack Snyder's not interested in that. No, not even remotely, not even a little bit. And like he comes home in that bath scene and she's just like, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing was on the news. And he's just like, Oh really? I didn't know that. Not even, not only am I Superman, <laughs> I'm a reporter. Fuck. Maybe I can My get a superpower TV. is ignorance. Yeah. Yeah, or read a newspaper. Well, let's talk about the uh, Lex Luthor here. You know, and I like I like Eisenberg when he's low key and subtle. That's not what's happening here. I think the problem is that Jesse Eisenberg's in a completely different movie than everyone else, like, and being encouraged, like the the flames are being fanned on that movie. What could they possibly have been thinking when they saw the dailies for this? He's so over the top. He's just like, nah, it's paradoxical. Because knowledge is power, but how can power be innocent? <laughs> He's just doing that through the whole movie. You know, and and so here's my fan fiction. Is that scene in like the study with the, the painting that should be upside oh, down God, and all that yeah. shit. I feel like in between takes, Holly Hunter should be like, Zach, Jesse, can I talk to you? Uh, Jesse's actually really terrifying me in this scene. No, I, I don't just mean my character. I mean me, the actor. That's maybe not a good thing for a Batman or Superman movie. I'm just saying, I don't know, I'm an actor. What do you think? Well, Snyder's just like, no, creep her out even more. <laughs> every Lex Luthor scene is just, it's Eisenberg. He's going nuts. He's hamming it up. He's like delivering insane monologues. He's not really interacting with anyone. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter what they say to him. He's just like ready with his next like loaded monologue. Yeah. You know, it's not a conversation. He's just being weird and crazy. And the other person just stands around listening to him. I hope that he gets his ass kicked in the bathroom by Gene Hackman and Kevin Spacey. Mm. And maybe even the, the dude from the TV show. I don't know. Then there's Scoot McNary. I hate Scoot McNary. Why Scoot we McNary? We are all Scoot McNary. He is the audience proxy. How come when he like gets his like dressed up in a suit look, why does he look like he's in Mad Men or something? He has these like where's these weird like sixties and seventies suits. Yeah, like it's his, very strange visual X design. Wheelchair? Yeah. 
and why is this, this one dude who Lex Luthor is like feeding Jolly Ranchers to? Who is this guy? And why like Lex is just like I want Zod's body, and he's like done. And he's like I want the spaceship, and he's like done. Like why? What what are you so, getting in return? What what is the point of any of that? I read some review online. This guy's a senator. I read some review online that said that this guy like has a crush on Lex or something. Okay. And I was like, that was not my first take, and it makes it even creepier. That's <laughs> definitely not communicated at all. Yeah. <sighs> and like Lex's big thing is he uses a kryptonite scalpel to cut off Zod's fingerprints. I mean, seriously. Yeah, the break into the ship. Yeah. And then and then we cut to like Bruce Wayne's at like some pit fight where he's like sponsored one of the fighters or this this it's is unclear. Where, this is where I feel like Bruce Wayne can finally relax. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I, I love that he, like, he gives the guy a tip, which is seemingly just punch that dude in the face a lot. <laughs> He's like, oh, thanks, Bruce Wayne. I didn't know how to fight before. Yeah. And he's like, these are my people. Well, this is all just so he can, like, bluejack this other dude's phone, uh, Winter Soldier bro here. And it's like, you know, they do this on every episode of Person of Interest, and it's somehow more interesting than what you did in this movie. I... You know, I don't know if I have more respect for what Mona Vanderall does on the regular on PLL because she makes it look a lot cooler. I like how Perry White's just like uh, bat vigilante, boring. Yeah. Follow that football. Yeah, I, I don't think it is boring, Perry. I think people want to read that shit. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I mean, Lex Luthor. I can't get over how much his character seemingly hates women, um, and I just, I, I, it makes me marvel at his performance in Social Network, which, in retrospect. If you talk about like like bouts, you know, a movie about a fight or a conflict, the social network was like watching the prestige if it was about <laughs> tech nerds. And it just he's always better when he when he plays it lower. I mean, even in that fucking Max Landis movie with Case Two. Oh god, you know? don't get me started on that movie. <sighs> P.S. Fuck Max Land Max Landis. Um, P.S. Case Two was fantastic as always. Um I want to talk a little about that the red capes are coming line. Because yeah. I remember when the trailer came out and that line was in it, it was like, what the fuck is that? But then you, I think you're you're thinking like, well, maybe this makes sense in context. Like maybe this is part of a joke or something. No, he just says it out of nowhere yeah. with no context. We don't know what he means. It's like, why are you saying that? You're so weird. Why do you keep laughing at yourself? Do you want to know the oldest lie in America, Senator? <laughs> daddy hit me yeah yeah it's like she's just like i i get your revolutionary war joke it's just not funny is he like coming on to her or something he like gets all close to her i like think up. he's just trying to make her more uncomfortable also the first scene he has with her he's like i want this import license and then the second scene she's like no like what why are these scenes in the movie I'm not entirely sure why she would want to be alone in a room with him. Yeah, why why didn't she just call him? Yeah, yeah. They have phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Batman has a lot of dumb dreams. He he, uh, has a, he has like, I mean, what the f- is like, he should be seeing somebody like professionally or cutting way back on his dosage. The uh the possibly the most misogynistic scene in the film here is when he just wakes up in bed next to some like faceless babe in bed next to him. Yeah. Like, I mean, those old 90s Batman movies were not perfect. At least their their uh, love interests had, like, names and faces. Yeah, Here it's just, like, some random, like, female body in bed next to him 
we never get anything about it at all. It's just like, hey guys, Batman can still get it. I uh, I saw something online where somebody was like, oh, that's Julie Madison. And I'm like, oh, that's Julie Madison's ass? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you never even see her face. Yeah. She's never brought up at mm-hmm. all, ever again. They just want want all the dudes to know that like Batman can totally crush puss, you know? Yeah, like that's yeah. basically the, the entire point of that. Batman now lives in like Stone Skarsgard's home from Girl Dragon Tattoo re- mm-hmm. remake. <sighs> also, the the utterly bizarre Batman doing CrossFit montage. <laughs> pulling pulling tires with a rope, banging on tires of hammers. Do you think Are Zack they- Snyder does CrossFit? I think he does like tire fit. Um, you know what that you know what that scene needed was more sparks. Just <laughs> pounding a sledgehammer on that tire. <laughs> Got to get all swole before he goes out and fights. And meanwhile, well, like, there's this endless plot of like the special super secret bullets that the the bad guys use in the desert, which link back to Lex Luthor. Like, why why didn't you just give him normal bullets? You know, instead of ones that can only be traced to you. Yeah, yeah, the uh. The heavy-handed foreshadowing of the Superman and the Day of the Dead scene. Oh my god! Like well, that slow-motion bullshit. Oh, also, did he? The other family, the Flood family. Did he wait for them to paint yes. his fucking symbol on the ceiling, and then he just he just hangs there? Although yes, it's kind did. of sad when you look at the houses. A couple of them have survivors on the rooftop, and a couple of them don't. <laughs> well, they should have painted a fucking S on their roof. Yeah. Well, the 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 only time in the movie where Superman gets to be heroic, it's as grim and depressing as possible. It's the stupid fucking Day of the Dead shit, which is like my new bad movie trope. It's always Day of the Dead in Mexico in bad movies. Yeah. Uh, it's it's this montage of him saving people, not like scowling the entire time he does it. And then the, the, all these voiceovers of like Neil deGrasse Tyson and like uh, Andrew Sullivan talking about like how bad and how, how shitty Superman is. Well, it's like I feel like Spectre wants to take Batman vs. Superman out for a beer. And tell mm-hmm. him it's going to be okay. <laughs> <sighs> the uh, bat signal is essentially like a smudgy Rorschach blob in the night sky. There's the whole, uh, they go to like Lex Luthor's Friends of the Library, like charity event or something that for some reason Clark Kent is at. Yeah. I don't really know why he's covering it or something. And he just got Lex up on stage just being like, if knowledge is power, then why isn't knowledge free? It's, paradoxical <laughs> free shrimp <laughs> yeah well, like losing his train of thought repeatedly mm-hmm. no one's like maybe this guy is insane i don't feel comfortable writing a check to this charity mm-hmm. oh and then uh poor takamoto gets her like one line in the movie where she's just like the bathrooms are over there <laughs> i wanted i wanted ben affleck to commit to it and just pee on the server i'm drunk I'm rich. She's like, I'm, I'm a famous model in my country. Here, I get to tell you where the bathroom is. Thanks, Zack Snyder. <laughs> you, sir, are no Hugh Jackman. Uh, and then we briefly see uh, but it's like, it's like it's, there. I say like Batman's skill is just like like simplified hacking. It's not even impressive. Like a like person of interest, they're like way more like like technically cool. Like with what they do. Like he he just like walks down there and plugs something in. Well, it's you know there's 
Batman is an unrealistic character in so many ways. I mean, at least mm-hmm. physically. But it's like no one in the movies ever really wants to balance in the detective aspect. I mean, at least like in the they always, Bale they, movies. They always make a half-hearted attempt to, but it never totally flies. Yeah. At least like, like I mean, because Dark Knight it got a little convoluted in certain parts, but at least like Christian Bale did some like following of leads with the Joker and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh god, it's just you know in this movie like the fucking Jared Leto Joker is just around the corner oh, too. God. Oh Jesus. Which is basically what Eisenberg is playing. Like it's like he wants to get there before Jared Leto can. Why is yeah, Jared nobody Leto told him Jesse Eisenberg he, used dildos or whatever? Nobody told Eisenberg that he wasn't playing the Joker apparently. Yeah. I think even Jared Leto would be like maybe take it down a notch. There's not even like <laughs> Maybe a, he went too big there, Jesse. There's not even like a cool aspect to him losing the hair. They just shave it. Yeah, and you know? I, it's like you're supposed to be really impressed with yeah. him giving his head shave. So as you can tell, this movie goes on endlessly with like plot lines that mean nothing to the story. It just goes and goes and goes. There's this whole scene where like it's some other fancy event where Bruce meets up with Diana Prince and they like talk about like a sword. And she, then she's uh... like, oh, I gave you your thing back. She uh she left the world of men behind a hundred years ago. She only goes to fancy gallows now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he uh, starts yeah. de- decrypting this uh this drive that he, she gave back to him, and then we get this whole stupid nightmare sequence. It's like ten minutes long and means nothing to the plot at all. Well, yeah, this this dark side flash forward thing. Uh, I feel like this was mostly an excuse to have Superman and Batman murder more people and get away with it. Yeah, I mean they wanted to they wanted to touch on like the Superman Red Sun graphic novel since they're already doing the bullshit from the Dark Knight. Oh, why do all these like whatever weird it's called Superman like Death Troopers have like Nazi Germany helmets on? Yeah. Uh, well, they have like the uh, the weird like flying Dark Side guys. You see the Omega, you know, symbol there. So, as someone who's not familiar with Dark Side, I'm watching this and thinking, "What the fuck is this? Yeah. Why is this in the movie?" Yeah. Uh, after this, when we saw it in the theater, a few people walked out mm-hmm. after this sequence. Yeah, and then uh, Hobo Flash shows well, up. Well, then you have uh, Superman shows up and, like, you know, Heat Vision, like, murders a bunch of people and then, like, shoves a fist through Batman's uh, Heart. chest or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, like, oh, it's all just a dream. No, wait. Then the Flash shows up, like, still in his dream, I guess. Yeah. In like weird armor with a pube stash. I'm sorry, the Flash. The Flash. He can do your interpretations. He cannot have a mustache. That's just against the rules. He looks like a hipster hobo, yelling something about how Lois is the key or Luther is the key. You were right about him. I think it's Lois. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were right to fear Superman or yeah. Who even knows? Oh no, I'm too early here. Yeah. And then I wanted like when Bruce Wayne wakes up to be like, look at his pill bottle and be like, should I cut it off now? Nope. Like he, down the whole bottle. It should be mentioned if you didn't know that this guy was a Flash, you you uh, wouldn't know. Like he looks nothing like the Flash. No, you can't really tell from this sequence at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some weird helmet thing going on. Like I don't even know what it is. He might even be wearing a cape. <laughs> it's it's strange. I don't know why Batman needed to wear a cape when he had the like the Iron Man metal outfit on either. Oh, did he have a cape for that? Yeah, he had a fucking cape for that. Oh, there too. you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Do you know they CGI all the capes in these movies? Yeah, the Superman cape especially. 
Because it's Superman like harder cape, to film or whatever, so they just CG it. The Superman cape is still operating on the uh, like slow motion principle of half the scenes. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's there's this nightmare sequence, and then he wakes up and has this vision of the Flash, but then wakes up again. Yeah, I it just it makes no sense to me. Why would he wake up again? Like, shouldn't it just be like the Flash disappears and it was like, oh, that was real. Well, so let's let's uh, let's dive into real quick the uh, the murdering the tension sequence in which right right at the start of our big act three brouhaha battle of bullshit like wonder woman gets the most epic email of all time oh no no, we'll get there but before that you just got to get to the uh his, his first investigation when he he himself is looking at like the wonder woman file mm-hmm. and it's like he opens the first image and it's like, oh, here's a photo of Diana Prince like getting into a car somewhere. Oh, she her power is that she always knows when the camera's filming her. Is it? She always stares at every camera. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is that real or are you just no. saying that? Okay. No. I was like, did I not know that this was Wonder Woman's power? No. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's like here's a it's like, oh, it's a 2014.jpg and it's like, oh, there's a Wonder you know, Diana Prince getting into a car. And you're like, okay. And then it's like, oh, here's a some video from like an ATM camera for like using the ATM, and you're like, okay. And then it cuts to like you know Belgium 1918.jpg, and he opens it up, and it's a black and white photo of like the press photo from like the Wonder Woman movie, and the soundtrack is just like, like it's going nuts. There's all these drums, and it's they really want you to be feeling like, oh shit, it's Wonder Woman, but in actuality, you're like. That was a fucking JPEG. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not that excited. <laughs> well, and Bruce Wayne's like, why is this the third one on the flash drive? Like, mm-hmm. why isn't this first? <laughs> I would have let off with that. Yeah. That seems kind of anticlimactic. I'm just saying, Lex Luthor. Uh... It's so overdone. Like, they think you're going to be so fucking thrilled to see Wonder Woman that you'll go no- go nuts over, like, a JPEG of her. A black and white photo. Yeah. The photo doesn't belong to you. It is you. Well, and then there's the whole Batmobile thing where he goes and murders a bunch of Lex Luthor's thugs. But he well, he puts a tracker on the kryptonite. And even though he put a tracker on it, he decides to murder everyone anyway. Yep. Fortunately, he didn't damage the tracker he put on it. It, like, barely missed when he, like, drove through the, the truck that it was on. Yeah. And I don't think that was planned because he seems like he's completely reckless like you would be if you were high on pills yeah I mean, um, he, he definitely kills like 20 people and then he runs into batman or superman and superman's just like the bat is dead bury it consider it mercy i would i would actually forgive a lot of the batman portions if like they really hit up the painkillers aspect harder like if he was <laughs> basically like it all like if he was just like basically like house <laughs> he's got cte like house but like with like like fetish gear like beating up people i would be like okay that's mm-hmm. a, that's a take <laughs> Like half of his his Batman Rogues gallery is just hallucinations. <laughs> well, he finally meets up with Superman. It's supposed to be this big dramatic moment, but Superman just like basically like bitches at him and then flies away. Like Superman, by the way, does not know how to fly away. Not not as an asshole. He like sonic booms everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah. He causes. He can't land without causing property damage. He can't fly away without breaking windows all around him. Um, There's no I, attempt to be like Batman. We need to talk. It's yeah. just like fuck you, buddy, and then he flies away. Well, but it's it's you've been Superman for like eighteen months now. Mm-hmm. Like this is the first time you've thought of like, oh, I should go deal with this crazy like 
like duct tape vigilante. You would think being able to fly and having like super hearing and x-ray vision, you probably could have found Batman before now and just yeah. been like, I'd like to have a chat about your methods. Yeah. They kind of bother me. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to interrupt this uh, seemingly important uh, like murder chase sequence you're in. Let the bad guys get away. And, and I'm going to give you a pass, even though for 20 years now, you've been breaking backs and Brandon folk. Yeah. Well, and it's this whole action sequence to seal the kryptonite, which he doesn't do. And then later on, he just goes back to Lex's facility and steals it off screen. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess it wasn't that hard. And then Superman has to go. He goes and has a little pep talk with uh, Martha Kent where she's just like, you don't know him anything. Fuck those guys. I do not believe that Kansas, even Kansas, is that free of light pollution <laughs> by which you can see the Milky Way so clearly. Seriously. But, you know, like, uh, like, like Neck Tattoo gets back to, like, the, the Luther compound with the half-sawed-off semi-back there. And he's just like, close call. Oh, uh, the Winter Soldier, bro? Yeah, yeah, the wannabe Winter Soldier with his neck tattoo and his, like, Adam's apple. God, this movie's a noisy mess, too. <laughs> it's so, nothing we're talking about has any relevance to the plot at all. It's like the whole movie you're waiting for them to fight, and the reason they fight is so incredibly stupid. There's this whole, like, they blew up Congress plotline with yep. the jar of piss yep. and all that, and, and poor Mercy Gray's dies the, uh, there. Superman doesn't do anything. The reaction to the piss is longer than the actual explosion. Well, the, the Congress blows up, and Superman's just standing there just like, God damn it. <laughs> really fuck that one up. Well. God, they're going to kill me on Crossfire now. Yeah, but it's like it's like you're thinking like, oh, he's gonna get framed for this. He does not. <laughs> no, not, not even remotely. Immediately, it's like, oh no, it's that evil Scoot McNary. You can't trust that guy. He, Which is he true. is the one who did it, and we're vaguely mad at Superman now because he didn't stop it. Oh, and, and <laughs> Batman only learns about it moments before because somebody brings him his mail. It's <laughs> just like they see uh, Scoot McNary on the news. He's like, uh, hey, call Gary in HR. Like, uh, that guy says he works for us. What's going on with him? Uh, they're like, oh, he's been mailing you weird hate mail for months. Yeah, we, mailing, uh, mailing the checks back to you. We just hadn't showed it to you yet. <laughs> and it's like, he's like, he's like, like pawing through them. And I feel like he's just like, I'm, I'm noticing a weird pattern here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a detective, but this is really strange. <laughs> You oh. let your family die. God. We are here for truth. <sighs> that was my Holly Hunter. Yeah. That's what I realized I've been calling Helen Hunt for this podcast. Helen Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Granny's peach tea. She's mad about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel so, so bad I guess for Diane Lane in this movie, though. Like, I feel so bad for her. The look on Superman's face, like standing in the the flames of the Congress explosion, it's just like, God damn it! He's like, this fucking sucks. This is all about me. I, I was planning on a quiet night with some Netflix. Yeah. yeah, Netflix, Netflix, and Dick. Yeah, um, especially since like the the Diane Lane thing. I, mean, I just saw that thing on Twitter where it's like. Uh, Aunt May keeps getting younger and younger. And here's poor mm-hmm. Diane Lane that they've aged up horribly. <sighs> so if, if like, like Lex, like wanted Batman to steal the kryptonite or something. I think so. I think he's implying that he's been egging on 
this uh yeah it's like it's all like oh he's he's been pitting them against each other somehow it's so dumb it's it's super duper dumb uh superman goes and talks to lois lane says like all like three words to her and then just like sonic booms away like he can't even gracefully leave a conversation with his girlfriend no he's just like (laughs) (laughs) and she goes and gets the the dustpan Cleans up all that broken glass. Yeah. Like, well, he just broke all the glass in uh, all of our neighbor's buildings, but that's cool. <laughs> I don't even know why we keep getting windows installed in this neighborhood. Lex- you, would think, you would think that the neighbors would, would suspect that Superman lives there because there's like 15 sonic booms a day. Well, all these like craters in the ground from when he lands. Uh, yet they they want to show how gracefully he can like push open the little door to go testify at Congress. <laughs> Can't land for shit, but he can he can take care of that little door, that little wood door. Well, this whole business with like Lex, he has access to like the Krypton ship, and then he he goes in there with Zod's body, and like he has that ridiculous like he's like crying, and he like he cuts his his hand for no reason that I can discern. And like bleeds on dead Zod's face and is like crying. He's just like you've nuclear close to the sun. What, what was what was going on there? Did you have an interpretation? Like I I can only assume that Zod is the kind of like ultra nutso dick that Lex wants to be, and that he got close to killing Superman and conquering the world. But why I mean, does he cut his hand? I think and like it's, drip it's, it on his face. Well, ultimately, it's to to fool the ship into thinking that there's some kind of abomination of the genetics, and like it's gonna mutate him into something. Shouldn't I don't... the ship just be like, "Hey, that's your blood." Like we can identify well, General Zod just by because his body is floating in this pool, but they they can't figure out human I blood. I seem to remember that one of the few things I do remember from Man of Steel is that. Essentially, the Kryptonians were like gene Nazis. Yeah. I just can't imagine the ship's going to turn over control of this asshole stringy-haired human being, this little twerp. At first, I was like, maybe by mixing his blood in, he'll have control over Doomsday or something, but that didn't seem to be the case. You know what, though? I was watching all of this stuff, and I was thinking back to myself, when I was a kid, I loved Superman 4. I even liked the sun guy. Oh, God. Nuclear man. Come at me. Yeah, I'll come at you. That movie's fucking terrible. Call the cops. I don't even give a fuck. I loved that movie when I was a kid. When I was maybe a kid, you needed I... more of Lex Luthor crying. I feel like, but I feel like maybe that's like maybe that's like the one Superman movie that Zack Snyder liked. Maybe that and Superman three. Oh, <laughs> and then they're like, there's effigies of Superman for some reason. Yeah, that they're like burning on the news because he Scott. he didn't prevent Congress from getting exploded. Do you bleed? You will. Superman's like, I have superhero, and I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you won't. There's a whole plot line where the uh, the bad guys, uh, like Winter Soldier guy, abducts Martha Kent, and it's seemingly like it's like they couldn't wait to like take some like snuff Polaroids of Martha Kent in a fucking like ball gag with witch like carved into her forehead because... or something. Because Lex Luthor could not hate women more. Um, <laughs> Nothing says a, a Superman movie like uh, snuff of Martha Kent. I, I half expected him to not just remove Zod's fingerprints and use those. I half expected him to to uh, like cut off the face of what was her name, like Feora, mm-hmm. and like wear it like yeah. Buffalo Bill, Science of the Lambs. Um, 
oh, like, does everyone, does everyone in the universe actually know that Clark Kent is Superman? And it's like, because he's so broody and his feelings get hurt so easily, like, no one says anything? Well, it, it seems like Zack Snyder, he hates Superman. He hates Clark Kent even more. Yeah. Like, we barely even got real Clark Kent in the last Superman movie. There's like, you know, like five seconds at the end. And he's barely in this movie too, and then he gets killed off. So he seemingly Clark Kent is like gone from here on out. I uh, it's it's like they can't be bothered. It's it's like they think they're they're too good to have like the whole glasses disguise thing, you know? Yeah. Which like that's it's like I'm sorry. It's yes, it's cheesy. Yes, people would recognize him, but that is part of the charm of Superman. You know, like well, yeah, you exactly. just have to go with some things. One of them is the glasses thing, and it's not just the glasses. It's the it's the whole behavior of Clark. He's such a goofball that nobody would ever suspect him of being Superman. Well, and and yeah, it's it should be it should be body language. I mean, I think one of the one of the big missteps to me, and one of the writers of Superman I like is a guy named Grant Morrison who talks about like you don't necessarily need Superman to do the big flexing poses mm-hmm. because he's the strongest man in the universe. Why would he do that? Like, he doesn't need to be ripped. Yeah, he would just be a little more like striding and, and normal and comfortable. But it's like. You would do a little more different body posture stuff for Clark. That that's the real key. It's not just the glasses and like maybe his hair is a little must. Um, but I feel like Perry's just like, God damn it, Clark, you shitty reporter. Go write me a football story in two weeks. Get the fuck out of here. And then everyone's like, Perry, you know that's Superman, right? And Perry's like, Of course I fucking know it's Superman. <laughs> Everyone knows shitty writer. Dogs know. <laughs> I really wanted when uh like Lexi like kidnaps Lois Lane and he brings her up on top of his tower that we've never seen before in the movie. And, uh, he's like just ranting and raving about bullshit. Like he always does. It's like, daddy hit me. And you know, (laughs) evil laughs. And there's a moment where he's facing her, but like his back is to the ledge. And like, how great would it be if Lois just pushed him off there? (laughs) She's like, you know what? Fuck you, buddy. (laughs) And Lex is like, Oh, all my plans are for not. That would be an awesome way to end this movie. And the thing is, in any other movie, morally, Superman would have a problem with that. But not in this universe. No, in this universe, he, you know, Lois is the one who lets herself get pushed off. Superman shows up out of nowhere somehow and saves her. Yeah. He doesn't say a word to her. He nope. he nope. takes her down, puts her on the ground. No, he does. She's like, he does. He tells her. Doesn't he eventually tell her about the thing of his mom? And he's like, I got to convince Batman to join me or whatever. No, he doesn't say a word to her. He just, he just, he, he drops her off and she's like, I love you or whatever. He just stares at her and then he like sonic booms out of there and like makes another crater. She's like, she's like, men are not good. <laughs> there are so many scenes. Yeah, we forgot to talk about when the, when the Congress blowing up scene, you're waiting for Superman to like give his side of things. It's oh. like his chance to testify and it's like, oh, maybe this is where he gives a speech about, you know, truth, justice and the American way and. And why, you know, he he wants to do good in the world. No, it just explodes instead. Like, there's so many points where it's like, what if we actually got Superman to talk and, like, give us his point of view? No, he says nothing. No, no. He, he yeah. rescues Lois Lane, says not a word to her, and just Sonic booms out of there. Yeah. Like, how great would it have been? Like, I mean, I would have almost, I would almost, like, given this movie back some points if, like, he got one word in in Congress, which was just, like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be so much better. Yeah. Superman's plane. Yeah. Here's uh, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you know, you know, 
Here's a perfect one. This, this, this is it right here. Okay. He says, actually. <laughs> well, no, I think I think because there is a recurring theme and motif of water, it would be, you know, where do you get that water from? Well. <laughs> and Scooby Nary's like, nope, fuck this. Boom. So suddenly there's like a ticking clock scenario. It's like an hour to go. like A kill- ticking egg timer. Not just kill Batman, but bring me Batman's head. And Superman's just like, well, okay, I guess I'll go kill Batman. Uh, he flies over to Batman, and then it's like, oh shit, we're finally gonna have the fucking fight. Well, he he rightfully so, as as the audience wants. He tries to reason with Batman for two seconds. For two seconds, he tries to reason with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, I said uh, three words to you, and you wanted to fight, so eh, we'll just fight. Yeah, fuck reason. Also, how long was Batman waiting there? You'd be dead already. How long was he waiting there with the uh, smudgy, like, uh, ink blot signal in the sky? <laughs> a long time. <laughs> Wait, all right, could you fucking show up already? I got, I got things to do. I'm well, it's like Lex's master plan is that he he angered psychopath Batman enough to want to kill Superman, and then on Superman's side, he just like threatens his mom. Yeah, and says like, "You got to go fight Batman." Like, that's so lame. It should they should be fighting over their like viewpoints and ideologies. They're Fighting over nothing, like misunderstanding. Yep, yep. Well, and a misunderstanding, that could be clearly cleared up by Superman finishing a sentence. But he doesn't even try. It's not even that Batman doesn't let him speak. This is the one time, this is yet another example where Superman could just explain things. Mm -hmm. Nope. And 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 if he can hear Lois anywhere, like he can, it's not even just he hears her voice. He can hear her pounding on something. Like he knows it's her pounding on (laughs) something. It's like... I'm sorry you're not that tuned into your mom, you asshole. <laughs> oh, we'll get to If you can go to the so. Day of the Dead, you, can't you go to somewhere between Metropolis and Kansas to rescue your poor mom? So they're about to... Yeah, they're about to have this big, huge fight. It's like, oh my god, we're finally going to get Batman versus Superman. But wait. Cut to Diana Prince, like, in her hotel. She just got out of the shower. She's in, like, a bathrobe or something. And she's like, oh, what's this? Oh, an email from... Uh, from Bruce Wayne there. Epic email. Yeah. Oh, got a little notification on my laptop. Oh, meanwhile, like, there's, like, crazy lightning happening in Metropolis. And, yep. like, the power's going out. But, like, somehow she can still get on a plane. Yep. Like, that, that confused me. There's, like, insane meteorological events happening in Metropolis. But she can still board an airplane. Well, theoretically, the smart people are actually trying to leave. Maybe they learned their lesson from 18 months ago. I don't know why you would still live in that cemetery anyway. Yeah. But. but yeah, so epic email scene. Boom, boom. Get your drums ready. Found this photograph. It doesn't belong to you. It, it is you. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my God, it's, it's Wonder Woman. We're going nuts the, again. The epic scroll of line by line of this dumb <laughs> like, fucking email. Scroll down, scroll down. Who are you? Where have you been? And then it's like, oh, here's an attachment, like uh, LexCorp MetaHuman Research. And like, Seemingly, Lex Luthor has like made logos for all the, uh, the Justice League here. Yeah, yeah, he's already done their branding for them. And it, it this is right right when we're thinking we're gonna get the big fight, the movie just grinds to a halt to be like, check out these like half-assed trailers for the, the Justice League characters. Yeah, like it's like oh, there's like Flash like buying some milk with his man bun, and then he he like goes and stops a robbery. It, and like seemingly like lets off a ton of lightning that like destroys the whole uh, mini mart anyway. Yeah, like like an almost like an EMP or something. But uh, so 
But Flash movie starring Ezra Miller, you get to look forward to the timeless question of hobo versus hipster. Mm-hmm. Where's the line? Only a superhero can run over that line. Uh, yeah, like, I'm going to feel really bad if, like, Chris Pine in this Wonder Woman movie is just like, you're a wonder woman. You know, and it's like, nope, sorry, Lex Luthor already coined that. With the it's logo. like we're on some kind of Suicide Squad. <laughs> the cyborg one is pretty, pretty gruesome. I mean, that dude has an arm and a spine and a head. Uh, oh, talk about the Aquaman one. <laughs> the Aquaman one, I, again, Jason Momoa, horrible and everything. Uh, literally just like flexes and mugs for 30 seconds. He trying flexes. to remember How to remember how to punch a camera. Like, this gave me the, one of the biggest laughs of the movie. Well, he does, like, a weird underwater sonic boom or something, like, after flexing. Yeah. He, like, he poses. He does, He does like, a couple of, like, muscle man poses in, like, the ship. <laughs> and it's just, like, Wonder Woman's just watching all these and be like, huh, well, that's interesting. I'm just going to keep watching this. I have a flight to catch, but, uh, yeah, there's Cyborg getting... It's just like a random box of like weird shape shifting metal assembles in a cyborg. Like that made no sense to me. Not being familiar I'm, with the character. I'm wondering if that's going to tie into uh, shit from like Dark Side and the Forever People and all that nonsense. Okay. Well, then like Lois is like Perry. I need a helicopter, not for my job, but for me. And he's just like, sure. Like, what what was the point of that scene? It's a lot of like Lois Lane has to get somewhere yeah. scenes in this movie. They, they had no idea what to do with their character at all. And the other the other chick who is cute, but it's like her job is to write the anti-Superman story. Come up with some kind of anti-Superman think piece. And then it's like, get Lois a copter, even though print is dying. <laughs> well, here I am. That's Bruce, Batman's big line to Superman. They, they talk for two seconds and then just start beating the shit out of each other. The fight, I gotta say, is incredibly boring. It's basically like Batman springs some traps, which Superman, because he's Superman, just like laser, you know, heat vision blasts away. After walking into. Yeah, he pushes Batman around and like flies through a building with him just because. Like they're they're all about flying through buildings. Well, they they series. make sure to let you know it's an abandoned, empty building. Oh, sure. Yeah. And he's like, if I wanted it, you'd be dead already. And then Batman tricks Superman and like explodes a kryptonite grenade in his face. And from that point on, it's really just Batman beating the shit out of Superman. Like there, there's no like, oh, Superman doesn't have his powers, but he's still going to be clever in the way he fights. No, he just gets the shit kicked out of him. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like kryptonite gas that he breathes in. Breathe that in. It's like fear. Oh, I got an erection. Um, You're not brave. Men are brave. A lot of throwing him through walls. A lot of just like, like, like spinning around and then throwing him against something else. Like at one point I was just like either kiss him or just like break his neck already. Well, there's like, no back and forth. Like it, the kryptonite gas wears off. So Batman just like uses some more on him and goes right back to beating the shit out of him. Like there's no give and take in the fight. It didn't feel like it was mostly just Batman wailing on Superman. It's it's a uh, it's a fight sequence that's completely devoid of like light first of all yeah or you know imagination well it seemingly everything goes right for batman yeah you know like there's no thinking on the fly i mean at one point he superman gets a little bit of his power back and uh, can conveniently like breaks off part of batman's metal mask that yeah. he's wearing because he's in like weird iron man batman suit now yeah so well, he breaks off part of the mask so we can see his face 
which he just looks really goofy and he looks a little he looks pudgy and I, i'm not saying he is but like the, the way it's shot it looks weird because he's in this big bulky suit well because the 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 physique of the frank miller batman is mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah. like it's ridiculous and like it makes it even more ridiculous when you look at ben affleck in this movie who's clearly doesn't have that physique and then you're like that's the padding that mm-hmm. you chose for your costume yeah it, it looks like he's walking around in like a stupid padded suit yeah. Um, and yeah, he, so he's he's got like this kryptonite spear that he made that he's gonna murder Batman or Superman with. But then, but then, what happens? Oh, Lois Lane, by the way, just like helicoptered in. Yeah, yeah. So as Batman is stepping on Superman's neck, and Superman's like, "Save Martha, save Martha!" And then suddenly, Batman loses his fucking shit. With, Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? And then Lois Lane has to run in. Um, and be like, that's his mom's name. And he's just like, oh shit, bro. Your mom's name's Martha too. I feel that. That totally like counteracts my whole insane Dick Cheney rant. Fist uh, bump. There's, there's even 1% chance we have to treat it as an absolute certainty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. your mom's name is Martha? Never mind. Yeah, yeah, the weird objective of the shit is gone. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I made you a promise. No Marthas died tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no Martha dies tonight. Oh my god, the lines he speaks. <laughs> and it's like, you know that they think these are just like, oh my god, this is so badass. You know, it's like Zack Snyder's jerking off in the corner right now. They think it's so so grim, dark, and cool. Well, it's and it's like, so laughable. And they're, they're office writing this shit. They're just like, what is the thing that will finally bring these bros together? All little boys love their mom, right? Right? Well, you <laughs> they, can. Both these bros don't have a dad anymore. Yeah. If you head over to like the the DC like subreddits and not, they're going nuts about this moment. Like people didn't get it. It's not just because their moms have the same name. There's all this like Arthurian legend stuff happening, and Fuck it's reminding you. him of Joe Chill, and he doesn't. Fuck he's become you. who he hates, and it's like. Look, you can you can justify this however you want. It is absolutely horribly executed in the movie. It is laughable. The whole theater is just like seriously? Like the whole theater is like, what? Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's if you're lucky, they're like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Half the time they're like, What? I don't what's happening? <laughs> or they're just laughing. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Of a movie that is full of nothing but confounding scenes, this is the latest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you even have to like flash back to uh, Martha Kent or Martha Wayne getting like shot in the face again, like her gravestone. Uh, yeah, the 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 phallic gun pointed at her face, wrapped around the pearls. They had to use that shot again. They couldn't, it's like, couldn't only use it once. Like Bukaki murder flashback. Yeah, <sighs> Martha, Martha, you're letting them kill Martha. <sighs> so then they're like instantly bros. Yeah, instantly. And- and, instantly bros and superman's like oh i gotta go save my mom and batman's like uh no no i'd be much better at that i can't fly at supersonic speeds yeah and superman's like oh that's cool i'll, I'll go to the like the, the ship that's like you know lightning is crashing all over well batman's like don't worry i have this plane which isn't remotely stealthy at all <laughs> no martha's die tonight i will fly to my butler, who's really not my butler in this movie, will signal trace their cell phone because that's the one thing I can do that you can't. Mm-hmm. Superman, literal god from the skies. 
Oh, and meanwhile, Lois Lane's just like, oh, uh, this uh, kryptonite spear. I'm just going to hang out. You guys go do what you do. I'll hang out in this weird abandoned mansion thing that I'm in and, yeah. like, find some water to throw the spear in. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so Batman, he goes and he, like, you know, murders all the, uh, the the evil henchmen holding Martha Kent hostage. And this is the scene where people are, like, like going nuts or like, oh, my God, we've never seen Batman be that cool before. I was just like, eh, like it, 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 a lot of people compare it to the Arkham Asylum video games, which I would that say is a bad comparison. No, I would say it's a good comparison because the, the fighting style is very similar to those video games. But like, since when is it a good thing for a movie for to look like a video game? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bad Batman comparison. That's, that's my point. Um, I would say that I much appreciated the action sequences of Christian Bale and those Batman movies. Well, he just shows up and like murders everyone. He like literally like stabs a dude. Um, there's theoretically, there's a ticking clock, but the way it's filmed, there's no real tension. It's not like, like remember Batman had like two minutes at the end of the dark night to, uh, like save all the hostages before the cop storm. There's like, Oh, can he do it in time? He takes his sweet fucking time here. There, there's none of that here. He just shows up. He beats everyone up and then he like murders a winter soldier dude. That this sequence showing off Batman's skill, since there is no tension, there is no ticking clock, you really should have used this earlier, mm-hmm. like possibly around the time of the branded sequence. Yeah, yeah. Like it just it feels complete. I mean, this movie's a fucking train wreck. It just feels like, hey, let's see Batman beat up a bunch of people. Like there's there's no real tension or drama in it. He just shows up and murders everyone and, and then he uh like explodes Winter Soldier guy. Yeah. And I guess his cape is fireproof or something. It's, Martha, it's a, Martha can't survive that. It's a train wreck crashing into the side of a mountain, tipping over into a, a black hole. It's yeah. just ugh. Uh, and then meanwhile, Lex Luthor has created Doomsday and unleashes him after like more insane ranting at Superman. He, I really wanted Superman to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's just like, you just keep going on and on. I don't understand. Why are you even mad at me? Have I met you? Who are you? Yeah, I mean... Like, uh, the fucking Doomsday, like, bursts out of, like, a gestational sack on the side of the ship. It's It immediately tries to to kill Lex, so obviously he doesn't control it. Right. Uh, and Superman, like, gets it out of there, and there's the constant, like, uh, oh, that, that area's uninhabited, like, constantly. Like, they keep no, saying that. No, Anderson Cooper yeah. tells us it's the end of the ship, and so therefore the docks are empty at night before <laughs> Doomsday super lightning orgasms crazy murder bubbles all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So they had this big ass boring fight. He, uh, I guess like Doomsday's powers here seems to just be like Superman's powers plus he like explodes energy or something. Yeah, like he sucks in energy and then like like shits it back out like hardcore. It's like yeah. the more you attack him, the stronger he gets. Well, the first or something. time he did it, I'm pretty sure a lot of people died because they were all kind of gathered around. Oh, that place is abandoned. That's what they said, but like a lot of people were gathering around to watch the lightning bouncing off the the structure. Yeah, he destroys the false god statue. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Wonder Woman's like getting on her airplane and like watching CNN, being like, "Huh, should I do something about this? Huh, Eh, you know? Did I did I pack for this? Yeah, she's like, oh, fine, I'll I'll go handle it." Superman flies Doomsday up into space, and they like, there's like two seconds of hand wringing before they nuke him. Yeah. And the president's just like, oh, that bummer. 
killed Superman. Uh, yeah, the voice, the president, president voice of Patrick Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> so the president's a like a pederast, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Patrick Wilson, nine times out of ten, plays a pederast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they nuke him. Doomsday immediately falls back to Earth, pretty much seemingly unharmed. Or fell back to it's like fell on Striker Island. It's uninhabited. Yeah, thank God. Lost a hand. Superman is no, he didn't doesn't lose a hand yet. That comes oh, from that's something one, else. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is Superman is full on zombified in space. That's <laughs> yeah, like, like weird zombie Superman. So his face regrows once the sun peeks around the uh, orbit of the Earth. There. In the meantime, like Batman has to show up and be like, "I've used my like Batman detective skills to determine that this thing is Kryptonian. I guess we need that Krypton spear after all." It's like all uh, all you know, hassle Doomsday and lead him back to my, like, my murder trap place uh, in Gotham. Uh, Meanwhile, Lois Lane, like, she goes and she threw the spear away. Somehow she knows she needs it again now. Yeah. She just intuits it. Like, it's not like Batman told her. She's a damn good reporter. Yeah. (laughs) And so she goes to try to get this spear back, but it, like, ends up almost drowning. She just, like, falls in the water. Yeah, there's some rubble falls on top of her, so she can't she can't get out. Uh, Batman does a lot of like grappling hook shit. You get like the one second like recreation of the cover of that fucking Frank Miller graphic novel. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's like, a lot of like away. running and ducking. Oh, I like how um, so Batman like finally like crashes because like Doomsday caught up to him and he's like, oh shit, you know, like I'm out class. And then yeah, for that brief moment, like Wonder Woman shows up and it's like, ooh, a superhero. Uh, and then, like, Batman basically like, runs and hides. That's my well, favorite we, thing about this final fight is he's hiding the whole time. Why didn't they cut to the shot of, like, Alfred asleep at his little control station <laughs> or whatever? Because, like, he shuts the fuck up. Like, he has nothing to add. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, he doesn't even, like, offer, like, Master Bruce, should we try to hack Doomsday's phone? <laughs> I love how Superman comes up and the first thing he does is he throws Doomsday into, like, some sort of like chemical plant or something like a power plant or something basically yeah. like vaporizes like a whole square mile of uh like industry you know buildings and chemicals What's... and whatnot well i i did like at the daily planet when you would look out the scenes when perry white's telling superman that he needs the football story in like a week mm-hmm. is that you would see the cranes and the construction sites as they're trying to rebuild their poor city and it's <laughs> like anything that wasn't fucked up 18 months ago well, we're going to level now. Shouldn't Superman have learned by now that these these superpowered beings, you can't just throw them into buildings. It doesn't do anything. Like you're not hurting them. No. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm I'm honestly amazed that the one thing he did learn maybe from the previous movie was to try to take him into space first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's shocking. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's it's the the Trinity, you know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. World's gonna, finest, yeah. They're gonna have a fight. Batman only has one kryptonite grenade left, so he's gonna hide. Basically, yeah. he's just like, oh, you guys got this, right? And then you get, you know, the fight goes on. What's her face is drowning. Lois is drowning, so Superman has to go rescue her. He can so, recognize her pounding, yeah, yeah. On, on the thing. He goes and saves her, pulls her out. Uh, he. Basically passes out underwater when he's retrieving the spear because of the exposure to kryptonite. She has to like kind of drag him free. Then somehow he gets to hold his shit together enough to fly the spear at Doomsday once he's recovered. Well, it's not like they. It's like they show it like ooh teamwork, even though they didn't plan this. You know. Yeah. Because Wonder Woman has like cut off one of Doomsday's hands, but then it like grows into like a weird spike. Yeah. And then. Just she's in time. pretty effectively like fucking his shit up of her like sword and shield. Oh, she's handling Doomsday on her own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then 
Superman grabs that the kryptonite spear, and I guess they just know now to coordinate with him because Batman like fires the last kryptonite gas thing at Doomsday to slow him down, and Wonder Woman's got him in her lasso now. Yeah, and he like he flies and he stabs uh, Doomsday through the heart with the spear, but then Doomsday stabs him, and it's the death of Superman. And it's supposed to be this big dramatic moment, but I think the whole audience is just exhausted at this point. Because it should be mentioned through this whole fight scene, it's just incredibly loud and like there's all these drums and pounding. You just well, it's the same thing you about the head over and over again. None of it is like that delicious eye candy spectacle that you want to be seeing. It's not creative or interesting. It looks there's like not they a smeared great, poop on the camera. Yeah, there's not a great gelling of the characters. You know what I mean? Which it should be. It should be like showing that like oh shit, these three like work together really well. They they make a pretty great team. Hence they earned the title World's Finest. It's just you're like finally but then there's still like another 25 minutes before the movie will end <laughs> well my, my favorite thing about uh superman's death is like there's kind of like this wide shot where it's it, it's supposed to be like oh lois is she's cradling superman in his arms as the batman and, and wonder woman look on but really like if you if you look at batman and wonder woman like on the sides of the frame they're just standing there awkwardly they're like wonder oh. woman especially she's <laughs> just is- like looking around like how long do I have to stay here? Yeah, she's like, I didn't really know the guy. I'm sorry for your loss. I, I actually have a plane to catch. Yeah, she's like, technically, I could still make that plane. Mm-hmm. I am apparently super rich. So did she, like, fly there in her invisible plane? Like, how did she get there? I am almost kind of glad that they didn't even do an invisible plane. In this well, movie. she had an invisible plane. Why is she flying Turkish Airlines? Exactly. <laughs> I love just that shot of her it's like lois this is the only time by the way that lois cries over superman yeah uh, she's like totally cool in the funeral scenes batman's just like Ugh, this is awkward i was yeah. just trying to kill this guy <laughs> and wonder Woman's like uh somebody well, call think, my name i gotta go i think batman's looking around he's like listen guys what is the etiquette here how long before i can call up this dude's mom and ask her out no martha dies tonight also uh martha how do you feel about super rich billionaires with mommy issues and maybe a pill addiction you into that will you be my mother i'll rock your world girl i will i pull tires on ropes and i beat tires with hammers i am ripped i love we get the the cliched shot of like perry white walking through the uh the printing press yeah and pulling the paper paper, (laughs) pulling the paper off the press i want man did I wanted one of the uh, the printing press foreman to be like, "Hey, don't fuck up my press." And then we see he flips to the like the obits where it's like, "Oh, Clark Clark Kent died. He's like killed uh, in the battle or something." Well, so you're automatically like, thinking like, "Well, how do they handle the two bodies?" Yeah, I know. Fake that. I would. I would. I'm dying to know how that happened. Well, they, they. I think Batman has a line about how they're burying an empty box in the Capitol. So like, oh well, yeah, obviously yeah. they're burying an empty box. But it's like I wanted to hear that Bruce Wayne spent like some money to like fake. Fake something here, you know? Well, suddenly, suddenly Clark Kent was, like, Scottish, I guess, because there's all these bagpipes. The fucking bagpipes. What the fuck? Why are the bagpipes blaring their nonsense in Kansas, in rural Kansas? Well, he's getting, like, a military funeral or something in, in oh. New York, or Metro- Metropolis. Oh, Superman is. Superman is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The folding the flag and all that shit, yeah, yeah. Well, and they don't just have a 21 gun salute. They have, like, 21 artillery gun salute. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have to get like the fucking slow motion artillery shell falling. you know if they really wanted to honor superman's life what they should have done is imploded 21 buildings yeah. 
why is there a slow motion shot of an artillery shell like what <laughs> possible reason could you put that in your movie Zack Snyder other than that you thought it would look cool I feel like it's a funeral why are you showing us that I feel like Peter Berg probably has the biggest crush on Zack Snyder oh my god yeah oh like, can you imagine if they made a movie together it'd be like the worst movie of all time it, it'd be like that picture when people talk about like if you don't wash your hands it's basically like you shoving your your hands in this <laughs> other guy's pants that's that's peter berg and sax lander collaborating oh and then superman or clark had like he wanted to surprise lois so he he mailed a uh a wedding ring because he doesn't know how stores work yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like the superman in this universe would probably just steal the ring yeah <laughs> <laughs> Pull it just like walk into a jewelry store and like intimidate the guy well, like shame like he, something he, happened to this place and like he'd give it to her and he'd wink and he'd be like it's a blood diamond mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's literal blood on there <laughs> and so it's like oh well, well, lois will fair, be happy now she got her ring she doesn't really care about superman anymore yeah, to be fair clark can't, can't keep a secret identity for shit so maybe he can't keep a secret about her ring i don't know <laughs> He has to mail it across country, yeah. Um, and it's like Bruce and Diana Prince are just like watching the funeral, and From you get distance. the 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 worst line of all time, possibly in this movie: it's, "Men are still good." <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Well, it's it's especially icky in the gross machismo of this movie, and that a man says it to a woman. <laughs> I know. I mean, I get that he's talking about well, mostly mankind, but she's also, she's actually a god. Like, well, Wonder just Woman, alien. Wonder Woman's like, oh, I left you assholes a hundred years ago because you suck so much. And it's just like, men are still good. And she's like, yeah, I don't know about that. Well, he's like, what are you doing after this? You want to you wanna get coffee or something? And she's like, I'm the daughter of Zeus, asshole. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to get coffee with you. <laughs> That's cool. And he pops some pills. <laughs> Takes some tour at all. <laughs> And go call up a high high price escort. <laughs> well, then we get the uh, suddenly everybody's really sad that Superman died, even though like you would think at this point ever to be like, thank God this asshole's gone. Yeah, well, like, society, all he does is destroy things. Wasn't the whole point of the movies that society was kind of on the fence about <laughs> Superman? They're like, oh, he's dead now. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, Seemingly, like half of Metropolis has been destroyed since he came on the scene. There's also there's no punctuation in the uh, the headline about Superman. Like Superman I remember, dead. It, well, it's like it's like Superman dead, something else. Like, there's no commas or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I wanted the headline to be like Superman dies and takes all of the problems he created with him. <laughs> well, they there's this just completely unearned bullshit on Superman's tomb where it's like somebody has written in chalk if you seek his monument look around you what the fuck is that that's like well, that's, completely unjustified that reminded me of of like an even more heavy-handed version of that scene in every fucking spider-man movie where it's oh, God, just like yeah. you want to take on spider-man you got to go through us all of us authentic new yorkers yo mm-hmm. if you seek his monument look around you and they're only the, at the the pile of ashes and rubble and bones. <laughs> yeah, that's his monument. It, we haven't mentioned so far that this movie is obsessed with calling Superman a god and like all this like kind of Jesus symbolism. Even though like Superman's created by Jewish people, he's never intended to be a Christ figure. Right. Like th- they keep calling him a god, and I, it's like he really needs to be like, I'm not a god. You shouldn't call me that. You know. Yeah. Because he, he's he's not like he never displays godlike powers. He has superpowers you know he's not omniscient right 
he's not all knowing or all powerful. He just has some like you know he can fly and he's super strong. Like it's so dumb they keep calling him a god. Well, it's funny is that I can't remember if it's Schuster or Siegel, but one of them, the character literally for them comes out of the fact that uh, uh, an act of like crime killed their family, mm-hmm. and that's what this is about. It's about being empowered to make a difference elsewhere. It's kind of funny that the Superman creators created a character that's supposed to be basically be the Batman origin story but and then on top of it yeah like i i was always amazed in the christopher reeve movie how frank he is of lois lane about the things that can hurt him and that he's just an alien from krypton and all this shit like he's conversationally like naive but here again lois lane is literally a god by the definition of these human beings lois is not lois lane, i mean wonder woman is literally okay, a god yeah. it's like i kind of amazed that she's just like able to keep her mouth shut well, you know, isn't like the classic Superman thing where you have like Lois Lane has to interview Superman so yeah. the world can get to know him? No, we don't get that. Well, they don't give a shit about any of that stuff that actually makes Superman. None of the stuff it's... that we love about Superman, they don't care about because they're like, oh, that's too corny for a modern audience. Meanwhile, Captain America is just making them look stupid. It's kind of like Peter Jackson and how much he actually disliked the Hobbits mm-hmm. and wanted to kind of backdoor them or, or <laughs> make a movie called possible. the hobbit and the hobbit isn't even on the poster yeah 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 and i mean really they honestly instead of doing man of steel they should have just rebooted batman with Zack snyder i think that's what he wanted to do seemingly yeah he just wants to make like a, a really dark murder Zack snyder and well i think the problem with snyder is that uh the watchman is is what he he he's that's his like his speed he wants to deconstruct superhero movies he doesn't want to make superhero movies but i mean the watchman while while being brutal and being uh, of, of that kind of mindset like he made it more darker more brutal more vicious because well, he didn't understand it yeah exactly he doesn't understand the deconstruction they're doing but i mean as much as i don't like it and i don't subscribe to it it's much easier to take batman to that psychotic place then it should be Superman. Are you at all surprised to find out he's a big Ayn Rand fan? Not remotely. <laughs> Not remotely. I'm sure... <laughs> what? Didn't I'm, see that coming. I'm kind of shocked they didn't have like a Paul Ryan cameo. Mm-hmm. Well, then somehow Batman, uh, he sneaks into Lex's like like Supermax prison cell. I don't know how he gets in there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's some Batman shit there, I guess. And not only does he show up, but he shows up with his like special red mood lighting. Yeah. And he, like, at this point, Lex Luthor is, like, completely insane. He's, like, ranting about, like, the bell has been rung. Ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> I, I well, don't... Real quick, I want to say, too, it's kind of sad to me because you have, number one, like, super, like, Batman fan, Patrick Leahy, U.S. Senator, mm-hmm. who gets another cameo in this movie because he's had a cameo in every modern oh, Batman he? movie. Because okay. he's, like, the biggest Batman fan in the world. Like, this poor hardcore Democrat. <laughs> and these these bullshit uh right-wing movies sorry continue well what, what is it, it's seemingly you know ding dong ding dong he's has he had like a message from the other side or something like what what's going on with you lex like now you're full-on crazy yeah now you're full-on crazy and, and just like if you thought he was hamming it up before wait till you see this scene i would love to get my hands on a copy of jj abrams like flyby script is that the one where Gordon has a beer? And no, 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 no. This is this is before they got onto. This is post because that was a Peter. classic uh, mid two thousands meme, yeah, by the yeah. way. 
post okay so the timeline for the two goes basically there was the whole kevin smith john peters i remember yeah i've read that one tim burton yeah. one mm. and then the next one was going to be superman flyby it was written by jj abrams it's basically a reboot um for the most part it sounded really interesting it's meant to be a trilogy and kryptonians come it's like krypton never got exploded there's a whole back and forth thing uh lex luther's like a cia agent in it when they wanted johnny depp and that the the twist at the end is that Lex Luthor's like secretly Kryptonian or something. He starts like mm. flying at the end, but like the origin stuff, it sounded like for the most part J.J. Abrams kind of got Superman, and I then if they you started can find that online. Probably can. Then they started bringing in like McGee and all these guys cool. who didn't want to fly to Australia to make the movie. And then you got like Wolfgang Peterson, and they wanted to do the 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 fight movie, the Batman versus Superman movie of Andrew Kevin mm-hmm. Walker and Kiva Goldsman. And that's when they put in the the poster cameo into i am legend mm-hmm. and then thankfully fuck thank god like brian singer came along and actually had like a hopeful take on superman I mean, it wasn't a perfect movie but in retrospect he got some things really right about yeah. superman but a ton of that movie is wrong at the same time like that movie's frustrating because some of the elements were there whereas in this movie none of the elements are there well i i kind of in retrospect have to appreciate a superman who's almost afraid to act because if he does act in mm-hmm. certain situations, he would do the wrong thing. Well, the the bit where he saves the plane and then he comes in and he's just like, uh, wouldn't want to put you offline. You know, statistically, it's still the safest way to travel. Like, that's such a dorky, corny line. It's so it's perfectly Superman. Like, that's well, it's, like it's, the best uh, Superman's been in 20 years. Well, it's because that line is directly from the original. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. And he yeah, I know. But it's, it's like it's classic. perfect. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry, that is the character. And if you don't want to embrace that corniness, then don't make a Superman. Movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the hopefulness, I mean, the whole absentee dad thing is really bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. He's just like constantly stalking his uh, ex-girlfriend well, like, watching his kid. Making a new con, it was kind of dumb. But I mean, God, I, I miss Kevin Spacey's, you know, grounded in retrospect trail. <laughs> yeah, subtle. <laughs> so then it's like, oh, we're so sad that Superman died like five minutes ago. And then Lois like drops some dirt on his grave and it's like, ah, whatever, peace out. And then, like, the dirt starts to rise. Like, it's like there's anti-gravity. I mean, I don't know what this means, but obviously Superman's not dead. But it's like, wow, you you let the audience think Superman is dead for a whole, like, three minutes of the movie. Well, like, levitating dirt is not necessarily a Superman power. I mean, they really... It's always meant to suggest that, like, Superman's coming back. Well, I think you kind of hear, like, a heartbeat subtly, Mm -hmm. like like he's alive. But really, I mean, there should have been something involving massive quantities of sunlight. I I don't know. It's... It's, I mean, because he, it's he like, seemingly is dead in space, and so the sun shines on his gross zombie face. They don't even want to earn his death. They're not even going to let it last between movies. You know, it'd be like if the last season of Game of Thrones, spoiler alert, ended with Jon Snow getting murdered and then like immediately resurrected. Like, what would be the point? Right. <sighs> anyway, if you could make one change in this movie, <laughs> what would you make? I would, um, I, I'm just weeping here. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's such a horrible movie. It's such a dog shit movie. I, I would fire Zack Snyder out of a cannon. That's what I would do. I mean, they should have, they just, they just doubled down on all the wrong elements. And the, the whole, the whole conceit of this movie is so trite and so trying to serve the worst element of quote-unquote fanboys. Well, it's so strange is that there are all these complaints about Man of Steel, 
And it's like they listened to all the complaints people had and their issues with, you know, why isn't Superman being Superman? And they're like, huh, okay, we've heard your complaints. We're doubling down on what we did the first time. Fuck you. Like, did that's you, kind of like how the movie feels. Did you ever see that primetime special they did like a year ago? I did not, know. It is such garbage. And they bring in, they bring in like ambassador, like, like bought and like paid for ambassador. Jeff Johns and Kevin Smith. Yeah. Right? Kevin Smith bought and paid for ambassador to the fans. Uh, and then like, the rest of the cast of Man of Steel. And they basically have this like talk show format where they all sit down and they tell Zack Snyder how great Man of Steel was. Uh-huh. And Man of Steel just kind of like, it's like he's there to win a fucking award. He just kind of like smiles and thanks them. And like, oh, you can't, you can't wait to see what we do in Batman vs. Superman. Here's a deleted scene of Superman breaking a neck or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're, at the very least, this movie's generated a lot of good writing about Superman and how like, this is still a good character and you know I, it's like captain america now is basically taking up that mantle yeah because superman doesn't want it apparently and or yeah. dc doesn't want it like you can still have a a non-ironically heroic character they don't all have to be grim dark you know the kind of the point of a batman versus superman is to juxtapose the two ideologies not have them both be killers well and, and the fact that even Quentin Tarantino in that little monologue in Kill Bill comes off as more accurate take. Uh, his take character. is wrong, though. It I, is I wrong. Feel like, but, I feel like but, uh, this movie subscribes to that put take. Money to that than this. <laughs> well, at least at least in Tarantino's take, Clark Kent exists as a character. But no, I I feel like Snyder probably watched that scene in Kill Bill and agreed with it. Yeah. Which is like it's it's backwards, you know. Clark Kent is not a mockery. Like Clark Kent is who Superman is. For the most part, yeah. I mean, they're both kind of... Once he becomes Superman, they both kind of become roles, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's that identity crisis, I think, is part of it, you know? All right, well, let's do some power rankings. Oh, God. Mine are kind of a mess because everyone's horrible in this movie. Yeah, mine too. Why don't you go first, then? <laughs> I mean, last I have Superman, obviously. <laughs> He's, okay. He barely says a word in this movie. He's terrible. He never smiles except for when he's killing someone. He is not heroic. He seems to hate being a superhero. Yeah. He really only cares about fucking Lois Lane, from what I can tell. And he uh, just destroys public property left and right, even when he doesn't have to. My number 10 is the producers of the Supergirl show are just doing that shit right. They should be like number one if you're putting them on this list. I mean, come on. uh, For something that's nothing to do with them, I just had to get them on here somewhere. Because, you know, that show seems so much better now. This movie is so bad that, like, I had a bunch of Supergirl episodes, like, in the hopper that I just hadn't watched yet. This movie made me go watch all those episodes and just really appreciate, like, hey, somebody understands what Superman slash Supergirl is supposed to be about. You know, like, they know, they realize it's corny and they're going to steer into that and and revel in it. Well, at least she's like, how can I be a a symbol of hope to the people? (laughs) By murdering everyone. Can you imagine if you tried to drag poor Melissa Benemus into like a scene from this movie? <laughs> it would just be like it just wouldn't even work. It'd be so comical. Like if he brought like uh, the Grant Gustin Flash and and Supergirl into this movie, <laughs> they're just like, nope, back away, mm-hmm. back into the portal or whatever. Like Flash would be like, hey, hey, these guys are assholes. Do you want to go? Yeah, like now, please. <laughs> Let's go back to a different universe, any universe. Yeah, I'd rather go to the Gotham universe from TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Batman, because he wow. sucks almost as much as Superman in this movie. 
I like this bold take you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my number nine is Jesse Eisenberg and and Lex Luthor. Just, just he's not even chewing scenery. He's shoving Jolly Ranchers in its mouth. I don't think I've ever seen a performance more out of step with the rest of the movie. Because uh, I have him at number eight, Lex Luthor. There, it's just I can't believe that's made it into a movie. It's 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 a curiosity. You wouldn't think you would get this in a major motion picture. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is Neil deGrasse Tyson, Soledad <laughs> O'Brien, Anderson Cooper, Nancy Grace, Nancy fucking Grace, and Charlie Rose. They should all <laughs> just be embarrassed. I just, I just, I just, you know, this is a war crimes tribunal, and I just want to make sure their names are on the record again. <laughs> I want to know what they paid for, what they bought with this paycheck. Mm-hmm. CNN, I'm looking at you. Is this like your operating budget for another it's, year? Please, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, talk some more about Copernicus and how that relates to Superman. Well, I really, I mean, if you're going to have Neil deGrasse Tyson cameo in a movie, I want him to talk about how Superman's powers don't make sense. I just love that, like, you get him in this movie, and what does he do? He immediately starts, like, blabbing on about astro- uh, astronomy, even though it has, has nothing to do with the Superman topic, really. He's like, I'm going to turn this discussion into astronomy talk. It's 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 a historical perspective, mm-hmm. but not necessarily the science perspective, by which you would book him as a guest. <laughs> he should have just been like, actually, his powers don't make sense. And, and, and they're like, shut up, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. He scares the shit out of me. Uh, number seven, I have Lois Lane. Okay. Number Lois, seven. Lois has no reason to even be in this movie other than that she's Lois Lane. Like, they just don't seem to know how to write a plot for her at all. Yeah. She's just like three times over a damsel in distress somehow. Number seven, I have Justice, which got a pretty raw deal. On its dawn. Just just the concept of justice. Just, just the concept of justice, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I forgot to put that, that email on this list. I feel like the... Oh, yeah, that, that belongs on there. Fucking drums. They're so goddamn loud in the theater. Oh, it's just it's just a cannon of noise fired right at your cerebellum. It's like, oh, the mouse is gonna enlarge that picture. There needs to be like a like a step above 3D and IMAX, where like your eardrums just start bleeding mm-hmm. down your neck. The so number six, I have the dude from Winter Soldier. That guy's getting a paycheck, seemingly playing the same character. Okay, he was like uh, Crossbones, is like Lackey. Yeah, he's like one of the other Strike Team guys. Okay, uh, he just has like a memorable face. I just like that. He's a henchman who, like, Lex Luthor's like, I need you to barbecue this old lady with a flamethrower. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. He's not just like, uh, so we're just going to threaten this, right? We're not actually going to burn this old lady to death with a flamethrower. He's like, no, I'll, I'll do that. Even if I'm facing death, I'll try to burn someone. Well, in really in reality, since they don't expect Superman, or they don't expect Batman to team up with Superman, mm-hmm. he has like his like group of, like, 30 commandos there on, on the floor with him. Like... Why? If it's Superman, you're all dead anyway. <laughs> you just need to do it to flamethrower. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's tied to a chair. It's not like she's getting away. Um, you already wrote witch on her head anyway. So number six, I have Clark Kent slash Superman. Mm. Um, because just fuck that guy. There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing there to make you feel bad for him. The only, you know, if I could make one change, I feel like you have to steer into it even more and have have them be considered assholes by the movie itself. Cause like the movie thinks they're heroes somehow, but like if you actually had it where everybody hated Clark and Superman because they're constantly causing like destruction of property and like pointing it out, that would at least be kind of funny. 
Yeah. You know, like if it was like a satire, but yeah. Nope. No. Uh, my number five is Holly Hunter slash Helen Hunt. Okay. Uh, just a ridiculous like Kentucky accent. Yeah. You can call it, what I'm trying to. What is her line about the Granny's peach tea? You can give me a bucket of piss and call it Granny's peach tea. Yeah. Yeah. Why is she in this movie? Her her character has no impact on the plot at all. Like if you if you cut out every scene she was in and all the plots related to her, it wouldn't make a difference. She is just another woman that that Lex Luthor abuses. Somehow Quint- this movie doesn't pass a Bechdel test, even though it has a fair amount of female actors in it. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, my number five is a tie between Martha Kent and Holly Hunter slash mm-hmm. Helen Hunt. Um, just because Martha, I just feel so bad for them. I mean, oh, why did you say that name? Sorry. Why did you say that name? I'm going to love saying that until it gets really old and tired. It's uh, it's the new. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. <laughs> uh, I have uh, Perry White in number four. Uh, so do I. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Where's that football story? The game was two weeks ago. You know, people want to know is... who won. This is a role that I feel like if he wasn't under contract, Lawrence Fishburne would be like, thanks, but no thanks. But he's the only character that somewhere with his performance and the the conception of the character, it's not too degrading or terrible. Well, he has the line about, oh, this isn't 1938 anymore, Clark, which is basically like a direct middle finger to Superman fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically saying, like, this isn't your dad, Superman. This one's an asshole who kills people. Yeah. Um. I just love how like him and Clark are like arguing about like the purpose of journalism. And Perry's just like, I'm your boss. I tell you what to do, Clark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, this is a Superman and a, and a take on journalism, you know, especially mm-hmm. in, uh, uh, in, in a year after spotlight even <laughs> came out. It's a take on journalism. That's basically it's like for all of you millennial pieces of shit. Well, I, just, I love that they give Clark a line about how like, like the choice of what you cover is, you know, implicitly political. Like it's like, why is this even in the movie? Yeah, it's like, oh, you care about that, but not uh, public property. Oh, what's your number three? My number three is Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Um, just because <laughs> I guess I in in the the evening since I've seen this piece of shit, I've like. Fall in love with the idea of uh, the headcanon of this Batman who's just like high on pills all the time. <laughs> and like his sanity is just walked away from him a long time ago. There you go. <laughs> uh, my number three is Pa Kent. Really? Okay. Uh, with my headcanon that he's a serial killer, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically Dexter's dad. Let me tell you the story about how we killed a bunch of horses and... I used to have nightmares about their drowning screams until I met your mother. Well, like, then everything was fine. <laughs> you know that on its own is disturbing for for serious. But like, couple with the fact of like the first one where it's like, Dad, what would you have me do? I'd have you let that kid die. <laughs> it's just like, what was I supposed to do, Dad? Let them die? And he's like, maybe. <laughs> That's that that happened in a movie. Well, then it's just like, uh, excuse me, son, I have a date with a tornado. Oh, it's just like, no, no, don't rescue me. Fuck this, I'm out of here. I've never wanted to be out of a movie mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. Uh, what was your number three? Oh, your number three was Paul Kent. Uh, yeah. My number two is Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Yeah, because I completely forgot about Alfred in on my rankings. I... I just wish... I feel like there could have been a, an interesting take on Alfred there. I like his look... 
I like his crazy Boris Karloff voice. And I always think about whenever Jeremy Irons is a shitty movie like this, I remind myself that he, a while back, bought a castle. Mm. And I think about, here's Jeremy Irons paying for that castle. <laughs> you got to pay the checks on, somehow, you know. Uh, my number two is Jimmy Olsen, just because I felt bad for him. Because yeah. uh, he's he hardly even gets a name in the movie unless he checked the credits and is executed. Superman's best friend is executed. Yeah, that Superman is a, doesn't rescue him. That is a real shitty move for any just gets any, his head blown off. Any fans scanning the credits to find out <laughs> that that CIA agent was Jimmy Olsen? Oh, uh, what a fun Easter egg! Thanks, Zack Snyder. <laughs> I mean, people are mad when like it was Jenny Olsen and like people are like, "Whoa, what are you doing casting a girl as Jimmy Olsen?" Uh, I think they'd all take that now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my one A is Lois Lane because I just I don't know. I like Amy Adams. I just wish this wasn't the role. I like that she tried to be proactive in the in a like she's like swimming up current on a on a script that's trying to drown her constantly. Are you a terrorist? Hard hitting question. Uh, well, what's your one B, or do you have one? Or oh, no, I just meant my number one is um, Wonder Woman, just yeah, because at least at least for a moment there, it's like they realize what we're here for. Wonder Woman gets out the least damaged. It was almost like they like she's not in it very much, and it was almost like they were afraid they didn't have a chance to like ruin her. Yeah, they just like gave you like this basic outline sketch of like here's her in her costume yeah. doing Wonder Woman stuff, and you're like, she... yeah, I'll take it. So many of the characters are victims of like complete and utter lack of definition, mm-hmm. and she manages to at least have a great presence with that. Yeah, yeah, she's the only one that even vaguely resembles a comic book character. Yeah, and that was Batman v Superman: Dawn okay. of Justice. The so. title just as stupid as always. They. They it had to be V like a legal document because they wanted to show that it wasn't like every other versus movie. This is this is serious business. Of all the ways they could have worked in some little like hints and cameos about the other Justice League members, they do it in a fucking email. I mean, it's just it it's baffling. I just I just wonder what's going on at Marvel when they watch this movie. They're just like seriously like if if you suggested any of this stuff in a normal story meeting, you get fired. Yeah, really. I I could just imagine like Robert Downey Jr. picking up everyone in his jet on mm-hmm. the Civil War set, taking them to the theater, showing them this movie, and they're all having a good long laugh. Well, and it's funny because you read about like how they do those like post credit scenes in the Marvel movies. Usually it's just it's not planned in advance. It's more like they come up with a really good idea like while making the movie and we're like, Ooh, what if we did this? You know, and they can, they kind of workshop it and find a good place to, to work it in. It's not like, Oh, we need to reference the justice league. So let's just have an email scene. Yeah. Terrible. All right. Well, we've uh, shat on this movie enough. I think uh, definitely a failed franchise starter. It should be. I don't, I don't even know why they're allowing justice, justice league being made right now. I just, I don't know. People are like, oh, maybe when Superman's resurrected, he'll finally not be an asshole. Maybe you just have to wait one more movie to get a real Superman. I I just wonder, like, when... Because, I mean, for a while there on like Rotten Tomatoes, you know, the score for Civil War was like 100%. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, for the aggregate there. So I just I wonder like when it has an even bigger opening weekend and has an even bigger like second weekend, like doesn't drop off massively. Is that going to be when they fire Zack Snyder? Are they going to fulfill so, the... for whatever reason? They're just all in. They like he's unfireable. Because I just remember, like you know, still even as they were making the Avengers, my fear was that the powers that be would prevail if the shitty attitude is always, and they would fire Joss Whedon, you know, mid mid production or well, something. I, well, see, I think the the other side of your fear there is if if Marvel was the type of company to do that, they would have hired somebody like Zack Snyder. You well, know, like Zack Snyder is what you get when you when you fire a Joss Whedon because he wanted something more, you know, fanboy appealing or whatever. I think I think if Marvel was here to represent themselves, they'd be like, guys, we went through our John Favreau face. Mm-hmm. We learned our lessons. God. All right. Well, uh, I don't know when we'll be back. Probably not for a few weeks, at least on this podcast. We're going to do. A, uh, a Bros Watch PL2 podcast soon. Yeah. Roundtable. But uh, this one, I guess we'll see what, so send us your questions. what yeah. schedules look like. Yeah, send us any questions you have the, uh, at Bros Watch PL2 or, or Bros Watch PLL2 at gmail.com. And uh, until then, men are still good. Why did you say that name? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God.